It's time for the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent ETA, Agent Kruger, and Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. Do you have a strange story, bizarre event, or UFO sighting you'd like to share with the show? Or perhaps a question or comment for one of the hosts? If so, we could be contacted at AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. All right, let's get to it, boys. This week's episode, yeah. Tehran 1976. This one's a doozy. But before we get into that, there's actually a couple of items I wanted to mention. Last month in February, I don't know if you guys saw this, an American Airlines plane saw a long cylindrical object. I didn't, I didn't oh. realize how, uh, how that sounded when I was writing my notes down here, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> An American Airlines plane saw a long cylindrical object fly right overhead. The pilot said that it was a cruise missile type thing. That's actually a quote, cruise missile type thing. Huh. And it seemed to me like he was suggesting it kind of looked like it could have been a cruise missile, but it wasn't a cruise missile. But yeah. either way, this is similar to other sightings in the past. And this happened around White Sands Proving Grounds. Some people think that it might have been, you know, a missile test or something like that. But the, the, the idea that the government would be testing missiles anywhere near commercial airliners is just insane. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, sounds unlikely to me. Yeah. So it's a really interesting case. And I, the reason I wanted to point this out is I see these occasionally popping up. So the reason I wanted to point this out is because we do on the show, I like to do historical stuff because those are the kind of cases that I really enjoy, but people still see UFOs all the time. Every day people are reporting oh, yeah. UFOs. So it's still current because I've seen skeptics talking in social media and whatever, talking about, well, how come people don't see UFOs anymore? I don't see any UFOs. Nobody sees them anymore, which is not true. People well, see them all the yes, time. Yeah, that, that's not true at all. And not only is it not true, but I, I, from what I've been seeing, I actually think that the, the numbers are increasing. And that might be a consequence of a technology. You know, mo most of us have, uh, you know, phones on our hips at all point that can not only take a picture, but take video too, you know, so. I would agree with that though. I think it's going to be harder to find if anything. I think in the coming years, we're going to, there's going to be a huge event and a huge revealance and it's going to, we've all been kind of like waiting for it this entire time. Yeah. We've all been ready for it and it's because technology has you know given us the power to have information at our tips, yeah. tips of our fingers, man. It's yeah, yeah, wild stuff. Well, and and we're being made ready ready for it. I think actually, I mean, we, we've talked, we've hinted and talked a little bit about like soft disclosure, about, you know, on this channel before, and and you know, I, I'm I'm a, a firm believer in it. To be quite honest, uh, with, with some of the stuff, especially that has happened in recent years, man, I I, I got to be honest, I really do think soft disclosure is a thing, right. But, yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, that's a, that's a, a conversation for like a whole episode, to be quite honest. I mean, we, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot to talk about with that, but you know, oh, yeah. digress. We, we need to get back on topic, man. Yeah. Well, this is a good damn topic. Actually, I kind of wanted to mention a little bit about, you mentioned cell phones and whatnot. And the skeptics uh -huh. also say, well, everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody walks around nowadays with a camera in their pocket, basically. Yeah. In the past, yeah. you could say, well, how come in the 50s, why don't we have a photograph? Well, nobody had a camera back then, but everybody's got one now. So why don't we yeah. have more good UFO photos? Well, the fact is, 
is that the cameras on your phones are designed for taking selfies, not for filming aircraft or UFOs high up in the altitude. Yeah. They're just not good cameras. I mean, the lenses mm -hmm. are, the, mm -hmm. the sensors might be really high quality sensors, like, you know, gazillion megapixels or whatever, but the lenses are not good at all. And that's why they'll have most cell phones nowadays will have like three different cameras on the front so that it can, because they can't zoom in and out. They can't focus like a camera. So it'll select the camera for whatever autofocus it's looking at. But anyways, that, that aside, um, a couple of years ago, I saw a big Mylar balloon. You know, when you go to the grocery store and they have those shiny balloons and they have like, yeah. they have like yeah. the small ones and then they have the bigger ones. Well, it looked like it had been released maybe from a birthday party or whatever, but either way, I saw it floating in the air a couple hundred yards away and it, it was like really bright and you could definitely tell what it was. So I'd always thought that this idea that there should be more UFO photos, I'd always kind of questioned that myself. So I said, well, mm -hmm. let's do an experiment here. So I recorded a video of the Mylar balloon with my phone just to see if I was right that, you know, my hunch. So basically it's based yeah. on the fact that, you know, film studios that, that uh, film movies they buy like $30,000 movie cameras to film their movies. They don't do it on iPhones. And you know how some of these producers, how, how sting, stingy they are, how miserly they are. They, um, mm. they would not buy a $30,000 camera unless they had to. Right. So I filmed it. And when I looked back on the video, you could kind of see that there was something shiny there. You could not tell it was a balloon. It looked like there might've been something, but you couldn't tell what it was. The video was, not at all representative of what you saw in the naked mm -hmm. eye. So I just wanted to throw that mm -hmm. little anecdote out there just because, hey, why not? I thought yeah. of it. <laughs> well, and when you're when you're trying to videotape something that far away too, like the, the digital zoom like feature that, that is on most phones nowadays, like obviously it's just, just going to make it, you know, much more pixelated and, and it's not going to help you see what you're trying to uh, videotape any, any better, you know, but mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I see that um, is very common nowadays is you do see a lot of like, uh, you know, pictures or radio tape that has been captured on, on phones, but it's exactly what you describe. It's so piss poor, I guess you could say, you know, once you actually upload it and like, you know, try to try to, uh, you know, you know, experience the, the video, I, what, what you're seeing in real life is going to is going to be far better, obviously. So. Those videos, I see them posted, and, and all of them are, are, or most of them, are easily just, like, kind of written off. Because not only can you not really see what the person was trying to videotape, but, you know, you just you have no idea what's going on at all. It's just like, it, most of them look like they're, you know, there's a tiny little dot in the sky that, that somebody's trying to focus on. Like a tadpole, yeah. Yeah, there's 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 nowhere near enough definition or size, you know, because of uh, the lack of a, a zoom function, like a real one, you know, and um, yeah, it's 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 no wonder why, you know, all these cameras that are around nowadays haven't caught the type of uh, evidence that we're talking about. Well, they they you know? could. I mean, the lenses in them, they wouldn't be able to. I mean, we are actually moving into the next chapter in that that. Yeah world obviously because i mean we're getting like four four or five cameras on the back of our phones now so yeah it's yeah, gonna be it's interesting not quite, it's not there yet i mean it, oh, there, there's yeah, gonna no. be have to, gonna gonna have to be some if yeah, you some, can't get some, in the picture of a moon if you can uh like the moon in, in shot like because of its brightness or whatever the hell it might be like yeah. i've never been able to successfully get a moon shot with my phone oh man all, all i'm hearing right now is 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 moon gazing have you ever moon gazed before 
No, oh, yeah. I did once. Yeah, yeah, and then it started moving on me, and I started. Dude, I I find the moon so very interesting, like just to stare at. You know, like it's like hypnotizing. I don't know, it's it's weird, man. Like especially if you have like a now. I I personally don't have one, but I've been looking for you know just kind of researching it here and there, uh, casually. But I I would like to uh you know uh, telescope. Get, oh yeah, well yeah, get some kind of a decent telescope, and uh and moon gaze because. I've seen some video online of people who, you know, ha- have a, a nice enough telescopes where they can actually record what they're, what they're watching, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that I've seen is, is very intriguing. But the thing is, you know, the, the videotape is so grainy and stuff, like it could be fake for You're sure. You're talking about you know? those uh, ships that were hovering above the surface or whatever? That's one of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, that's one of them. But that could that that definitely could be a fake video. I'm I have skeptical no doubt. on that one. I have no doubt yeah. that it could be a fake video, you know? And that's actually kind of the way I lean. But there's always that little twinkle in the back of my dome piece. You I know, hear like, you. Yeah. What if? But what if, dude? <laughs> you know, what if it is? If it is real, holy mother of God. Like, you know, I would love to to moon gaze and actually experience something like that, you know, if it is real, you know. I'm right. not saying I, I expect that, but if it were to happen, like, oh, man, that would be an, an experience of a, of a lifetime right there, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, but like, you know, but I digress. Let, let's get back on the topic, though, man. We don't need to be talking about moon gazing and stuff, man. We got this well, this subject right here that's plenty interesting enough by itself. On the topic of moon gazing, just real quick, I actually have some big old 70 millimeter binoculars. I'm telling you, uh-huh. dude, binoculars are the way to go if you want to look at the moon. It's it's just so much better because you get like that. You get the 3D kind of look to it. Oh, okay. Looks awesome. Huh. But anyways, yeah, let's get let's get to it. Hell yeah. So I guess I'll get it I'll get us started here. Uh oh, yeah. So actually I had another update I wanted to talk about. Um the well the the first one I want to talk about was the UFO story, but I actually have an update on a previous case file that we did, which was uh Britney Spears case. If people haven't been following that, the New York Times <laughs> actually made a documentary hey, about her called hey, Framing hey. De- What? Hey, real quick, what is this we word? You're using, <laughs> yeah, I know you're not into the Brady conspiracy, <laughs> but check this out. So her father has been removed from making investment decisions for her from her conservatorship. So they've taken that step and it does look okay. like her father's control over her has been unraveling. Uh, also the New York times made a documentary called framing Britney Spears that I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be about the, around 2007, when she was portrayed in the media as being out of control and crazy, that's part of the conspiracy is that her publicist and her manager worked with the paparazzi. And if they knew she was going to be drunk or whatever, they would call them to try to portray her in a negative light so that they could get this whole conservatorship thing done in the first place. And by the way, try to try to like get, you know, pictures of her, like getting out of a car and stuff with a skirt on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, and, I covered this a little bit on on the episode I did, but I just just for ETA's um, enjoyment, uh, Lindsay Lohan, the same the same manager uh, Lou Taylor, who who was involved with putting the conservatorship on Britney Spears, also allegedly attempted to do the same thing with Lindsay Lohan when she was having her meltdown, but supposedly Lohan's father did not go along with it, so it didn't happen. So I mean, there's a lot to this conspiracy, but uh, it is a real thing in my opinion. But, um, you know, laugh all you want. Hey, man, they stole a million or hundreds of millions of dollars from her. No laughing matter. But anyways. Oh, no, oh. definitely not. 
Let's get to mm-hmm. the case. Allegedly. I'll probably edit that out. The allegedly stole buddy. <laughs> well, it's like the Gary Oldman stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, not Gary Oldman. My bad. Uh, but, man, I'm forgetting his name. He was a, he's a small person. Um, and, oh, God dang it. Never mind. Just move on. Hey, hey, you remember that, you remember that movie Willow? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that what actor. An awesome, what an awesome movie, dude. Madame Audigan, you all great. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that is a good movie. That's that's a really good movie. Dude, there's so many quotable, like there, there's so many different scenes I remember, like from my childhood and experiencing that movie. It was such a wondrous like experience for me. You know what I mean? It just happened yeah. to capture my imagination. You know, like a I stole the baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, know, just, became, it's just an, oh, the movie just feels epic, you know, like an epic adventure. It's a lot of fun. Well, because it is. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah. because it is. It was. And it still is. You know, they, a lot of movies try to have that epic feel and most of them fail. There's very few of them that actually have that like epic <laughs> feel to them. Indiana Jones is another one yeah. that comes to mind where it just feels like this epic adventure. Yeah, well, like that movie in particular, Willow, is like one of those movies. Like the the way it was shot, where it was shot, you know, uh, the the casting was just on on point. You know, I mean, you can't get any better. I think. Yeah, you know? I, I I gotta be uh, the la- I gotta throw this in the hat. Like, I mean, you got I, Val Kilmer in his prime, dude. Sorry. When it comes to epics, no, you're good. I, I would say the most surprising epic that I fell in love with was Empire of the Sun with Christian Bale as a kid. Oh um, right, yeah. That that still like I just that's an immense epic. That's actually a really good movie too. Uh, com- on a completely different way though, it's as not as much of yeah, an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> that's a well, yeah, it's like a twisted adventure in my opinion. Well, like I see it in an abstract way when it comes to like he was a. If you take a step back and apply his life to like novel or you know fantasy, he was a prince. You know what I mean? He was born with a silver spoon in hand. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a fall from grace and just a, a descent into madness and survival. Yeah. Crazy then, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I won't go into the, that movie, but sorry. I was going to, I was going to talk about the ending of it, but I was like, nah, nah, you know what? We're getting too distracted here. <laughs> sorry, spoilers. Sorry. Hey, spoilers. Hey, yeah. they drop a nuke on Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> All right. So anyways, let's get into it, man. Tehran, 1976 UFO. So to the freaking yeah, dude. Yeah. So I want to start off by saying you can, like I mentioned earlier, I got some documents from the black vault for this and you could look on those documents. It says where it was sent, you know, like we sent it here, we sent it there, whatever uh, on the, on the, like the cover page. And it shows that they, they were taking this very seriously because they sent it to the CIA, the joint chiefs of staff, the white house, the secretary of state, state and the NSA. And this is from the DIA, I believe. So you got like pretty much all the major players they're brief, basically sending a briefing to on this event. Why would they do that if uh, they weren't interested in the UFOs? And the routing slip for the original intelligence document says, it says a lot of things on that slip to summarize things. But one of the important things it says is that it met the criteria for a valid UFO sto- study, which again shows that they're taking this seriously. Now, the reason I'm pointing this out is because supposedly when they closed Project Blue Book in 1969 slash 1970, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, they, they closed Project Blue Book and they said that we are no longer investigating UFOs. That's what our government told us. So how come in 1976, we're still getting looking at UFO reports, our government is? 
And if you've listened to previous episodes on this show, I believe it was on the second episode, but a long time ago, I talked about the Bolander memo. And the Bolander memo was the memo, one of the things that, you know, in the memo it said, we can basically, we can close Project Blue Book because a, a quote from the memo is, reports of unidentified flying objects which could affect national security are made in accordance with JANAP 146 or Air Force Manual 55-11 and are not part of the Blue Book system. That's what they said in the memo suggesting the closure of Blue Book. They're saying, look, we don't need Blue Book anyways. We've got this other stuff. And in that episode, I talk about JANAP 146 and the Manual 55-11. I won't go on into that here because it's a little bit off topic. The point being that we know for a fact through several documents that when they said that they were no longer taking UFOs seriously, they absolutely were. And through that, you can sort of infer that Project Blue Book was sort of like a public-facing group or organization that was designed basically to kind of debunk and minimize things, not really investigate things, despite some of the people working for it trying hard to investigate it. Overall, that was probably not its purpose, at least not from what I've – everything I've put together – uh, doesn't, that information doesn't really you. make sense that that was what they were for, you know? Yeah. But I think they were trying to avoid panic. I mean, you, we went through hysteria. I mean, not hysteria. I apologize. But we go through periods where, you know, um, we're at war and then we're racist towards the the faction that, you know, is the dominant race there, if that makes sense. Um like, I, in my opinion, the government couldn't just outright say, yeah, we have them here you know, find them. <laughs> and then we go through this whole manhunt and this whole witch hunt, if you will, um, where we're just, uh, you know, I think it would have gone crazy. I think people, I don't think as crazy as the government would scale it to, but I definitely think there would have been a group of people that are like, there would be friction, especially the religious type. Well, I mean, all right, so, so let's get to the, uh, the base level, like set of events that happened in 1976, September 19th. And it started from what I understand around like 1230 in the morning, right? Yeah. Just after midnight. Well, yeah. I, I found some different uh, reports. Like uh, I found some newspaper articles that supposedly interviewed some people, but newspaper articles aren't real reliable in my opinion. But according to them, yeah. it started the previous night at like 1030. And then there were people were reporting stuff throughout the night. But mm. I don't know, but the, the military documents say 1230 just after midnight, and that's probably the more reliable yeah. source. So we'll go with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was said, it said clear autumn morning. Just after midnight. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh. <laughs> so, so the, the, uh, the airport there had gotten a, uh, like, what was it? Um, like, like four or five, like calls from citizens at least. Uh, um, four were reported from what I read. Okay, it was a four. Okay. And uh, they were complaining about the, you know, very similar things. Uh, a light in the sky, you know, uh, the shape of the object was, was uh, you know, similar as far as what everybody was de describing. And, and at first, from what I understand, like, you know, like, like many different um, occasions like this, the reports weren't really uh, taken that seriously, right? Until, you know, some, some of the staff that was working there including the uh uh what what is what is the title i forget the uh the commanding officer ceo yeah 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 what, what was his name 
Um, he was Imperial Iranian Air Force Command. I forgot his name. Uh, oh, jeez. I'm falling on my face here. But, yeah, no, you're oh, right. Well, he he well, stepped out first, until so. his eyes graced the situation. He <laughs> determined, you know, scramble the fucking jets. Let's get him up there. And, I mean. Yeah. 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 So the reports had been made, and like, they didn't necessarily take him that seriously at first until, you know, uh, you know a, a visual observation of, of what had been described was observed. And then they actually decided to scram, scramble, you know, a jet, you know. And, and uh, yeah, they scrambled one of the F-4 Phantoms. And the first one. It's dude. It, it's to me. It's it's very interesting because uh, what what you know the pilots claim to have had happened while they're the, the first one and the second one because they're two different. They're they're two very different um, experiences. It seems you know um, the first one uh, by the time you know that 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 jet had got like a what was it within like twenty five miles was it or twenty three nautical miles yeah yeah. yeah. 25. Oh, yeah. It was visible yeah, well, from 70, and then when they approached it at 25 nautical miles, they the guy hit with the electrical disturbance in their instruments. Yeah, and it shut off their, their communications, and it also shut off their ability to uh, navigate as well, right? Communicate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, oh, what did I say? Did I, I think say, you said I, it. I might have just repeated what just, you said. My bad. Did I just no, say you the said same, what I said. Thing you twice? keep saying what I said. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> whatever dude <laughs> anyways uh that, that first plane that had been scrambled um it, it lost uh, uh multiple different abilities um not only to communicate but also to navigate but but uh yeah you know um once that they uh they saw that this uh you know had happened they, they kind of turned back right and uh they got out of range of of, of the first instance and like regained some of their their control right yeah, so what what I I saw the military report that I looked at was not super detailed, but like I said I saw like an interview in a newspaper article and that interview said again, let's take it with a grain of salt, but supposedly that in the military document or the government document from the DIA, uh it seems like the that encounter is very short, but the interview s- said that they chased the UFO around it over Mach 2 for a while and they couldn't catch it, so then they returned back to base suggesting that they were tearing ass all over the damn place trying to catch this thing and then they couldn't uh which is like you said different from the second f4 but before we go on to the other f4 i just want to talk a little bit about the capabilities of the f4 because uh this is sort of one of those planes that didn't get as many movies made about it like you know no tom cruises or anything like that none of this uh yeah you know it's a it's a it's a very well made piece of machinery it's very reliable um and and it's 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 standard the test of time like the, they they those planes were used through a very broad uh, period of time. Well, they by, by multiple countries. They still are. Countries. They still are. So their max they, speed yeah, is Mach yeah, two point two. Yeah, give or take, right? Mach two point two. That's that's crazy considering how long ago that yeah. was. That's like remember the the uh, SR seventy one that still has the speed record by the way, which is also pretty cool. That they it still has a speed record for what for the for an air breathing manned aircraft. You know, there's obviously rockets go mm-hmm. faster, but anyways, that's like something like Mach three, give or take. So this is like not that far behind it. This thing is really freaking fast, and this thing was in service like a long time ago. But anyways, um, it was used throughout the Vietnam War, and then it was replaced gradually in the 80s, uh, probably even late 70s, by like stuff like the F 15, 14, 16, and F 18. Um, yeah. You know, the ones you've seen in movies. 
And but it was in service. The F4 was in service until 1996, uh, and 63 years or 64 years now, I think, after it started being produced originally, it's still in service in Iran, Japan, South Korea, and Turkey. All right, sorry, I just yeah. had to throw that in there. I'm I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that stuff because I don't know. Is well, but but it, it isn't the 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 progression of aviation technology when it comes to what's being used like in the public uh, sphere or realm, whatever you want to call it. it it's even even in a like like regular combat throughout the decades, what's been used. There has been like like really big advances, but like like from like let, let's just say like from World War II to now, there has been yeah obviously some some really big improvements. But there has been some long periods of time where it doesn't seem like there was really anything happening. It, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like, like we went through uh, a odd th- transition. That's for sure. Well, and it's interesting to well, look up some of the things we were going to use or we thought would yeah. be the future. Well, no, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of yeah in line with with with, uh, with what I'm saying is is what I'm saying is like you'd think that we'd be a little bit farther along now. As far as like the technology that uh, we are we, we have implemented, you know, in the public realm, as far as like you know the improvements we've made in the private, you know, I mean, in the uh, military realm. That really makes me want to jump in real quick, Agent ETA. That that I actually I believe I touched base on that a little bit uh, last week uh, when we met up briefly. Was that you could see along our history where we're jamming, we're progressing as human beings, and it seems like the the sky is our limit. But like Phil J. Class type of de facto or whatever have you, you know, agent to go disrupt the truth. Uh, he like just that type cut from the same cloth. Like there was somebody who was too scared of the truth or progression or whatever the hell it was. And mm-hmm. they hindered us in some way. We were hindered, whether it be through, you know, sugary foods or, you know, fluoride or whatever have you. Like I just corn syrup. Yeah, I feel like we were we were derailed. We were pur- purposely halted in our pursuit to like expand. And I think we we definitely are we're behind for sure where we should have been. But, you know, now that we're slowly, yeah. I feel like, you know, like technology and stuff like that, maybe we're going to start smelling the coffee more and more and wake the hell up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know which way to kind of uh, land on the side. What what side of the argument to land on? As far as like, do I want to be positive or negative about the future? I mean, there, there's some there's some really you know positive things to uh, to you know realize about you know people nowadays, and there's some really negative shit too. You know, you know, uh, you know the way that culture is going. I think one of the really positive things, it, you know, just to to touch on it real quick, is it. Man, there's a lot of people right now um, caring to be well informed. Actually, I think because because there is a lot of uh, re- readily available information, you know, about all kinds of damn topics. Wh- whatever, if you're somebody who is interested in something, whether it be something related to history, something related to economics, something related to whatever mathematics, you know, wh- whatever you want to talk about, uh, you know, um, physics, anything, you know. Uh, the inf- the information is out there, and if you th- if you have that hunger, you're going to be able to you know like uh, satisfy that hunger you know if you put the proper effort towards it right. But uh, that that's one of the things that really you know I, I find very promising 
right now, you know, because the available the availability of information really is vast, you know. But uh, I don't know. I think we should probably get back on topic. Oh no, I was gonna swing it back around. <laughs> we, oh, I didn't I, mean I, to take it off. Well, that way. yeah, no, we need to, we need to swing back around. I'm sure it has some kind of segue, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and forego that because uh, I want to go. Fart. I want to go back a little bit. I don't think we mentioned what the witnesses, the civilian witnesses, described the UFO as because I think those descriptions are pretty dang interesting. So I just wanted to throw those out there real quick. One witness said that it looked like a fan with four blades. Uh, another witness said that it looked like a helicopter with a bright beam, but they didn't have any helicopters in the air over, at that time, according to you know the intelligence report anyways. And another witness said that um, it would divide in two and then join together again. And another one said it would change shapes rapidly. So that's kind of interest. Those are interesting descriptions, and it almost seems like did they see the same object? Maybe there were multiple objects. Perhaps they were seeing the same object from different angles. Who knows? But yeah, I just wanted to throw those in there real quick before we go further on the, well, uh, even, the story. Even here. the pilots, even the pilots. I mean, describing what the sizes of these things. I mean, being one third the size of the moon. Like, I one, mean, that one just, third to one half. Right. Like that's that's yeah. pretty sizable i mean and then not only that but I, I keep seeing this related topic that keeps coming up through sightings um helicopter like i i i keep seeing like that pop up and even a buddy of mine who had an experience where he was convinced and he had it on <laughs> it's it's funny because you're mentioning our cell phones being able to capture uh ufos was that and our inability to capture proper evidence is that that's what he had, and he was convinced at what he saw. And it was hard to change his mind after the fact. So he he would sit there going like, yeah, this thing keeps coming back, and it, it's in the form of a helicopter, I swear. And it transforms up in the fucking air. And he would just be passionate about it and damn near delusional about it. But, you know, I just keep seeing it. I keep, you know, like this, you know, and it makes me, it just keeps making me wonder. Food for thought. I've heard stories like that before. There's a decent number of people who claim to see things like that. And some of them believe that uh, what you're seeing is whatever entity you're seeing is choosing to show you a certain image, but that's not what it really looks like. It's kind of changes shape to sort of for the individual. Like if 10 people look at it, they'll see 10 different things depending on, you right, know, yeah. what the entity wants, whatever, like it, it kind of, Gets into the spiritual realm at some point. It's that's a good point. Yeah, it, like demons kinda, and all that. I, I yeah. totally get where you're going. And then there's yeah, also what our perception of reality will allow us to, like, like, uh, like, convince us that it's normal. Oh, that's you know, that's a, that's just a plane. Oh no, that's just a helicopter. And it's like, no, that's right. your brain trying to tell you what the hell it is, but it can't figure it out. Well, and and one of the other descriptions that I also saw that was a uh, pretty common was like. They said that the, the light that the, the craft was emitting was almost like a strobe light, but it was putting off like a, um, um, you know, a wide array of different colors, like, you know, um, a Blue, bunch of different green, ones, like red, like, orange, yeah, violet, violet, violet is one of the colors that, that I heard described a couple different times. And I actually kind of think that violet is a, it's one of those, if somebody is going to say that they saw violet, you know, I think that's actually kind of important because that's not a, a common reoccurring, uh, reoccurring color. You know what I mean? If, right. if you are adamant about seeing violet, then I think that, you know, that, that actually speaks to something more than just seeing that color, I guess, is, is kind of what I'm saying. You know, 
Um, or like a magenta uh, type type of color, I, right? Violet. Is you know, that well, you know, I, I don't know how to quite describe it, but it almost like to me adds more credibility. I I don't know how to describe like how to how to reason that or describe that reasoning. Or where they're coming up with a, a specific color and not like oh it was you know exactly red. oh it was this there it you was go that it wasn't yeah, just one yeah. base generic color. It was a wide yeah, variety. Yeah, it yeah, was a dance, it's a very a specific color. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that help, my friend, dude. No you worries. Know, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. And then, yeah, just, I mean, some of the maneuverability that these ships were, were like, you know, actually doing and performing in the heat of, you know, from count, like, you know, various, uh, you know, descriptions of the event where these F-4 Phantoms were screaming through the sky at Mach 2, you know, as what was reported and that they couldn't keep up with these things. But as soon as these these jets would peel off and or even try to engage with one, I mean, like when they, what I believe the second F-4 pilot described the size of that, uh, the actual object that detached from what they were originally going towards and that it broke off formation with whatever they were engaging with the unidentified flying object, and it's it started coming straight to them at a high rate of speed. He went diving down, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on a well, high well, G well, well, dive. All right, so so well, so first of all, if uh, this is serious shit, I mean, you can't. I, I apologize to cut like my my. I have family who's in the military, and that they are pilots. They are aviators. They cannot go around and just willy nilly perform actions in the sky like you know it's just a, a video game they, they don't they don't they don't make rash decisions correct they're, they're very precise in their 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 thought process and they're trained to be so you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These, these are these, these are highly trained individuals that we're talking about if you're able to fly one of these vehicles proficiently mm-hmm. you're probably more intelligent than your average individual you know what i mean you have to be there's no way around it you have to be you know what i mean so so at any rate you know, um, I think that, the, you know, these pause testimonies really, really do uh, kind of, you know, stand above your, your regular testimony. Uh, they they have more, in my opinion, it's more credible than your, your you know, average testimonies. This saying. goes back to the Arizona case, in my opinion, with uh, the, you know, the witness being a police officer, a law enforcement, and then somebody who yeah. is well known throughout the community. And I think that it's it stands on its own. And another thing. These guys did not go out and try to receive clout. It scared the shit out of no. them, whatever they witnessed. This was a real hey. event. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, hey, edit, edit. What's up? I'm going to scream it out, edit. Hey, dude, I got to piss so goddamn bad right now. All right, go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll be back, dude. All right, <laughs> Watch back. out. It's Good about luck. that time. <laughs> All right, well, actually, speaking of previous episodes, we, we didn't really describe what happened with the second F4 all that well. But one of the things that it reminded me of is, I don't think you were on the episode, Agent Kruger, but we did an episode on the Portage County UFO case, or it's a, it was a police chase, right? And one of the things that happened was the UFO would outrun them, but it would stay a constant distance. Like it would let the police car chase it, but only get so close. And then it would move off, you know, it'd keep a certain distance. And that's kind of like what was described here is that it wouldn't let the pl- with the F4s it would not let the F4s get too close too close yeah but even though it could clearly outmaneuver and outspeed the F4s it kept them within a certain distance kind of like it was observing them 
or maybe testing out the capabilities or whatever, just checking them out, you know, scanning them with their, you know, alien scanners or whatever the heck it was doing. I don't know. But let's talk about the second one in a little bit more detail. The second F4 was sent out about 10 minutes after the first F4. And when he he flew towards, or it's actually two people in the cockpit, they flew towards, and when they were about 27 miles away, they got a lock on the object. When they were 25 miles away, the object started, that's when it started moving away and keeping a constant distance. Now, their radar return, this is, this is again, one, uh, again, what I mean, one of the reasons why this case is so good is because we have a radar visual sighting with multiple witnesses. That's one of the key things, you know, always, obviously, is multiple witnesses. But when you can corroborate a visual sighting with radar, now you have real, actual data to work with. So the radar return indicated an object that was approximately the size of a KC-135, which is an aerial refueling tanker. That's what it said in the military report, and I looked that up. Those things are 136 feet long with a 130-foot wide wingspan and 41 feet high. So they're pretty big airplanes. They're one of the bigger size things you're probably going to see. Not the biggest, but they're pretty big. Uh, so the pilot the size of it. Oh, sorry. Just yeah, going toe to toe with an F four Phantom. I mean, that's what. Yeah, that's what the radar return size was. But okay, so moving on with that, they described it as being so bright though that the pilots, even though they got fairly close to it, they couldn't really tell a specific shape or size because it was like super bright. Although some descriptions said it was like cylindrical with lights on the ends and stuff like that, but they said it resembled a flashing strobe light. And it was arranged in a rectangular pattern, and it alternated green, green, uh, blue, red, and orange. It, that's so. You said you saw violet from a different report. The military report I saw only said blue, green, red, orange, but that report was sort of. It seemed like a very condensed version, so it's possible that they left out a lot of witness testimonies. Could yeah. have been. It could have also been a, the merging of colors. That, that said, the sequence was so fast. Oh, apologies. Yeah, yeah, the sequence was so fast that they could see all the colors at once. But there was so much to this case. I was half of the mind to say, let's give it another week so we can look up more of the information because there's just so much stuff. I didn't have time to look into it all. But I said, nah, you know, let's you just know do kinda, it. You know what's kind of funny? All right, so there's this uh, this uh, series of books by uh, this uh, author called uh, um, uh, Von Har- ha- uh, Hepner. Yeah, Von Hepner. I think that's, yeah, that was his name. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, the lost lost starship and it's like a series of books right and uh there's this like a one particular type of like a uh spaceship that's like the humans the humans are fighting against like a new advanced like a type of human and stuff in this uh this series and um the type of ship that they like one of one of the type of ships that they like develop is called a jump ship and like uh it's based on like some like ancient like uh alien technology that they find in some like a uh, far-flung solar system like uh, the way that they describe this, like a uh, jump ship that they developed because of this uh, lost alien technology that they uh, happen to find, um, it's very similar. It, I don't know. It, it it really reminded me of this, like like immediately when when I heard that description. Hmm. Sorry, sorry to go off on that little wild tangent. No, that's but, cool. Like, I, I don't know. I almost felt like I had to mention it because like that book series, like I I, I think is is very freaking good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, let's get back to the the basic description of the second F4 that went out to pursue. Uh, so where was I? Um, oh yeah, so the color sequence and the as the F4 pursued, a second brightly lit object 
half the size of the moon, one third to one half the size of the moon is the description that was given, detached from the first object and flew straight at the F4 at a high rate of speed. Now, I'm imagining at this point in time, the pilots are shitting their pants, like literally oh, yeah, they're shitting their out, pants, dude. right? <laughs> <laughs> is, could you just imagine, just put yourself, you're a highly trained fighter pilot and you're flying at this thing and a light breaks off of it. Like, what the hell is that? And then it just, boom, shoots right at you and it's right there, like almost immediately. At that very moment, you're probably think. You're probably thinking we're dead. Yep. Like here, we're, here we're we about to die. <laughs> I think no. I, it's just like the fr- there's two pilots in that plane. So the front pilot's like, oh shit, does a nose dive, high G dive, and then the radio, yeah. the com, you know, his co-pilot in the back is eyes and ears at that point, and he's he's keeping his head on a swivel. I mean, that that was a true combat situation. I mean, they yeah. don't know. They try in that moment too, if I'm not mistaken, as the object was approaching. He tried engaging. He tried hitting right. that thing with, and nope, system malfunction. Yeah, I mean, they, that, that they actually, they tried to fire a missile at the approaching object, but when they went to fire the missile, the they had a sudden power loss in the weapons control panel and also lost their communications equipment like the other plane. They lost uh, communication with, yeah. with this base. This was the second plane, correct? This well, is yeah. the second plane, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, that, I want to touch base on that later because that, that plays into the debunking. The, right. the thing that's very interesting about that missile system that you're talking about is it's a mechanical system. It's set up to work no matter what kind of damage, well, up to a certain point of damage, obviously, that that aircraft has, has taken. So the fact that that system malfunctioned the way it did, uh, it's it's very troubling. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because, like I said, that that is a mechanical system. It's not a, uh, necessarily like a, an electrical system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, if you think yeah, about like, it, Let's say hypothetically, if it is a more advanced species, they're going to be able to manipulate matter in a way that we yes. can't even fathom, in a way that would probably yes. seem magical to us. So for them, manipulating springs and cogs and gears would be child's play, where as to us, yes. it would not, you know? Yeah. Well, we, we wouldn't even understand uh, the beginnings of, of that type of uh, technology. You right. Know, like, 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 you know, as I'm sitting here now, I'm trying to think about it and uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> they might know? be able to they might be able to manipulate the very fabric of space time so stopping a missile launch would be absolutely no problem at all to them you know now if yeah. they did have that capability and that makes me want to believe that they are they're i mean i know that the going rate for a visiting alien race on our planet right now and people's general thought would be oh no colonials coming into native america and we all know what happened we didn't get the good or you know native americans didn't get the great end of the stick obviously uh and that's our i mean that's one of my fears if we ever contact you know a civil like a next the next level of you know intelligence out there that it would have (laughs) negative consequences um but i don't want to buy that i would like to just believe that there is some sort of uh precaution they're taking with us just like they're you know we've described that they let us get so close but not touch you know what i mean or we get like with yeah with uh travis walton you know like i i would like to believe that when he was zonked out on the ground and you know his friends and everybody thought he was dead like uh, that they took him on the ship and tried to provide some sort of aid to him because they don't want to be that 
that I don't know have a negative impact on us. Like they want to help in some way, and I, I want to choose to believe that. So I mean, but yeah, I'll stop that. So <laughs> it's not that far of a stretch. It, it really isn't because here here's the thing: if there are aliens in contact with us or our governments, whoever they are in contact with, if they are real and they are in contact with us in some way, shape, or form, then it then obviously and most definitely they are far more advanced technologically than we are, right? And perhaps so even it, culturally so, as well. Oh, you know, for sure. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think you can get to, to those levels of technological advancement without having also have advanced your culture to achieve that 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 very same goal, you know, because but anyways, uh, because because of you know like uh, yeah, uh anyways, uh, I don't want to get into the, all that all that yeah, bullshit. Let's, let's not um, get into that. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 at any rate, they obviously are are much more advanced in many more ways than we are, right? If that is a case, you know, just assuming that, that you know might be a possibility that they're you know. Um, the fact that they may be taking their time and not like, you know, just dominating us and taking over everything. Cause they obviously would be able to, they, you know, how, how could they not, you know, it, whatever they wanted to do to us as that, you know, an, an advanced race. Um, or it could it be such why, a bad situation? What if it's be? other countries like world? I mean, like we've seen where countries, take the like they're going down i mean nazi germany was you know on the rise and they fled like uh, there could be they could be fleeing evil and trying to seek shelter from us well what what i'm saying is though what i'm saying is is that uh if there are aliens in contact with the human race right now it seems like they may be malevolent as opposed to aggressive or predatory because uh you mean you mean benevolent benevolent (laughs) benevolent yeah wait, wait Did I say malevolent? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I know I did. You know what? You're right. I did. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I I don't think that's what you mean though. (laughs) No. Yeah. Well, and I think comparing it against like colonial Europe is not really a fair comparison because colonial Europe, they were in it for the money. Like they were in it for the resources. But if somebody could make it all the way here from another star system, they're not coming here for the resources. They're coming here for other reasons, you know? So they're not going to take our stuff. You don't got to worry about them taking your stuff. They don't want your stuff. They have their own stuff. They don't need your stuff. Don't worry about it, Stephen Hawking. They're not going to get us. <laughs> R.I.P. Hawk. Hawkman. Birdman yeah. up there. <laughs> yep. Well, that yeah, that was a reference to, um, I, I believe, unless I'm completely mistaken, if I remember correctly, Stephen Hawking at one point said, maybe we shouldn't be beaming out because uh, we a couple times in the yeah. past we've actually sent a burst into the stars, hoping that you know maybe someday an alien will pick it up traveling. or something. It's still traveling. I mean, technically, yeah, it is course. still traveling right now. But Stephen Hawking said maybe that's not such a good idea because maybe whoever catches that signal won't be so nice. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Who knows? There's no way of knowing for sure. But well, anyways, <laughs> as you were saying, ETA. Oh wait. Oh, was what were you saying? Oh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> oh shit. Was I, no, was yeah, I saying yeah. something? Or, dude, I already tuned out. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and now I, I was, it's back wait. to the show. <laughs> hey, it's time <laughs> for the Yellow Conspiracy Podcast, motherfuckers. We are your hosts, <laughs> okay. Agent ETA. So we we were at the negative G dive, I believe. So they tried 
they tried to launch a missile and that failed. And after that failed, the pilots shit their pants and they turned into a negative G dive to try to escape. But the object was able to follow them very closely and fell right in behind them at a distance of about three miles. And at this point, they continued to shit their pants as even more vigorously, I'm guessing. But the, so as they were turning, the UFO went and turned inside of their turn. I don't know if this was, if the F-4 was not probably like the most sophisticated airplane in the planet, but I very much doubt that there was anything else on the planet that could maneuver compared to an F-4 like this thing was doing. There's no way. So it turned inside of the F-4's turn and then flew off back to the first object. The objects reattached. Then another object, possibly a different third object, came from the other side and it fell straight down to the ground at a very high rate of speed. At this point, the pilots said that they thought that the object was going to blow up when it reached the ground. That's what they were expecting because it probably looked like a bomb falling or something. But what happened was, is it actually slowly drifted to the ground and it settled down onto the ground. Now, about this time, the F-4 regained their weapons and communication system. They flew lower down to, to spot where this thing had landed and they said that it was really bright on the ground and it looked like it was illuminating about a two to three kilometer area. Two to three kilometer area is pretty flipping huge. That's not like, you know, a block or something. That's a very large area to be illuminating. So when I read that, I thought maybe they were misinterpreting that because when you're from the air, maybe it's hard to tell. I don't know. That's really huge to be illuminated from one craft. But anyways, they took note of where the exact location was so that they could go back later and examine that area. And after this, they returned to base and on their way when they were landing, they had additional radio interference and instrument trouble on the, on the approach to landing. And on the final approach, they saw another UFO, which was a cylindrical object the size of a T-33 trainer and it had bright and steady lights on each end and a flashing light in the middle. It approached and flew over the F-4 as they were landing. The tower was able to get a visual ID or a visual um, lock. I don't know. They were able to see it with their eyes as well. The F-4 told them where to look, and they were able to see it. Um, The next day, the F-4 crew was flown to the area where the object had landed, and with the helicopter, and they looked around, but they didn't find anything. It was a dry lake bed, but it was apparently there was no disturbances of any kind that they could find. They interviewed people that were in a nearby house to ask them if they'd seen anything. And the people said that there were loud noises and they saw bright lights that looked like lightning flashes. Uh, the The area of the dry lake bed was further examined, supposedly, and tests were taken, whatever. But that data was never reported to our military that I was able to find. Um, yeah, so that's basically the the second F-4 in a nutshell, just to kind of put the whole thing out there before we discuss more of the nuances. Yeah. I mean, well, that- there, supposedly there was also supposed to be like the uh, some of the tower control operators. That, I was about to say that. that the, uh, yeah. the actual tower got buzzed by that UFO. Oh, it was – no, they actually reported that they had a, to a – to the pilot's question, uh, he was asking, you know, did you guys see anything? Uh, they reported that there was no, like, air traffic in the area that they could visually see un- until they were directed to specifically look in a general direction. 
then they saw it. They definitely saw it at that point. But other than that, it was pretty like, you know, under the radar up until a visual confirmation or like, hey, guys, I need you to look at this. Oh, and also there was a third airplane, apparently an airliner, a passenger airliner that was in the general area. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 it, that that didn't get a visual confirmation as well. It was actually only instrumental dif- uh, interruption, like what similar to what the phantoms were going through. And right. I think that um, I think that's another. You know, there's a lot of stories too. And I'm sorry to kind of again go a little off the beaten path here, but you know, there just seems to be a lot of like what there was four suburban, uh, you know suburban nights whatever you call them uh that called the residents that called the initial made the initial calls because of the sightings that they saw um and then but like what there was you know he other people that lived there obviously it's not a tiny tiny country so it's you know there had to have been a spectacle in the sky and like a bunch of suppressed information and we're not gonna and we're, we're not gonna hear every report we're just gonna hear what the most like intense one was right and so far you know that should show our manipulation in the media when it comes to just letting us have access to everything be involved in everything who cares who gives a shit you know that's like no i do i definitely would like to hear about current events in other places for sure i mean that's yeah well, one of the one of the things about I think uh, Agent Kruger, you mentioned a little earlier, you're going to talk about some of the skeptical explanations, but the the fact that the airliner also had an avionics disruption, to me, disproves one of the foremost uh, skeptical theories, which is so one of the skeptics said, "Oh yeah, those F fours, they were crappy. They had avionics problems all the time." Right. So yeah. what happened was they just saw Jupiter. And yeah. they had an avionics <laughs> well, failure at the same time. But if the if the airliner also had an avionics failure failure at the same time for the same reason, that pretty much you can't say it was the F four had shitty avionics if it's a completely unrelated airplane. It's just completely different circumstances are also having the exact same problem. He was actually he was scoping into one plane. Sorry, Agent ETA. He he was focusing on one plane though. In right. his initial report, yeah. what I read, that he, particular he, plane was supposed to have some some pre existing problems. Correct. But, yes. But that same that that same pilot the other uh, also said that those problems that arose during the experience that they, that he had weren't the same as the problems he exper- had, had he had experienced before. Can we create a theoretical moment here and say like what would be a moment like what would the intention of the ufo be if it had if that pilot didn't take that nosedive and that it completely silenced all radio communication would we have be dealing been dealing with a, a just a mia pilot just you know what i mean like it just they disappear well, like no trace uh, here here's here's the way i look at it obviously if, if you're going to assume that these objects that they were observing were real they were so much more technically advanced if they wanted to destroy those, those, those fighter jets than they would have been able to, no doubt. Just by the way um, that they were making maneuvers. You, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. What's like, how would your reaction be if you were an alien? I'm sorry, Agent Anderson. I just wanted to throw this in there real quick. Is that what if you're there and you're not supposed to fucking be there? And I mean, you you will start a whole mess, just a whole can of worms. You know, whatever it's like, some intergalactic intergalactic uh, treaty or some sort of we don't mess with them. That is rule number one. And then you have the so you wouldn't make yourself uh, be so present, would you? No, exactly, and then if you were caught, you start panicking, right? And what what better better well, way if to you were, like if you were observed? Obviously, uh, you know, you know when I speak of a uh, technological sophistication, these vehicles, if they are real, if they want to make themselves be known, then they would, and obviously they did. You know, if this is uh, if this is all to be believed, you know what I mean. So. Not only would they be able to just destroy anything that we have, I mean, F4s or not, whatever the, the highest level of sophistication that was at the time or even now, you know, uh, you know, considering what these uh, vehicles were described to be, have been capable of, you know what I mean? Um, like many other occasions that we talk about, other case files and stuff, you know, um, they could have done whatever the hell they wanted to. If they wanted to be noticed, then they were noticed. If they were noticed, then they meant to be noticed. Is is what I mean. You know what I mean? Correct. So, yeah, yeah, I was so, I was actually gonna say that because if you look at how just how bright they were, and they have they're having like flashing lights, they're blinking, they're they're so bright they illuminate a three kilometer area on the ground. It's almost like they're saying, "Hey, check us out. Here we are. Hey, Come and get us." Yeah, here I am. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, and we've talked about this on the show before, I believe. But it almost seems like they're just kind kind of seeing like, what are they going to do? Are they going to be aggressive towards us? Because if they come and they say, here we are, and then we go and try to launch a missile at them, well, they know that, okay, maybe these guys aren't ready yet for us to contact yeah. them if this is how they're going to act. We need to wait, you know, yeah. a few more decades like or whatever. Yeah. And there's so many cases where you can interpret it as sort of like a test like this. Like, for example, one of my favorites, the Kelly Goblins, where these creatures... They just, they walked towards the house with their hands up. They didn't do anything aggressive. They didn't try to get into the house. They just walked towards the house. And then when they were blown away with a shotgun, then they flew off or whatever, but they never did anything aggressive. It seems very similar. Like they're testing us or something. Yeah. And uh, that plays into the, the, the theories I was hearing in high school, even, I mean, like 10 years ago. I mean, crazy. I mean, oh my gosh, 11 years ago, now that I say it, um, that we, once we as a planet <laughs> were ready to accept extraterrestrial life, that's when they will make that real appearance. But everything up until that point is going to be a shit test. And it's going to be exactly how you describe it. It's like, you know, are they ready? You know, and they're not clearly ready if we're we're fighting amongst ourselves and, you know, we're shooting up schools because we did, we're depressed. Or, you know, it's just some some really evil stuff we do. And I it's wouldn't want us to be evil. It's a test, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right? It's, 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 all, it's all, you know, based on how we react to and the situation. Isn't that right? odd that you could relate that to what, you know, religions say that God does to us? And I don't want to upset anyone or try to be religious or anything like that, but just I like to compare things and just take back and sit back and go, like, look at look at that puzzle kind of forming together, you know, whatever have you. Like, 
what I always hear, oh, if you're having, you know, the worst day of your life or you're having a streak of bad luck, it's God testing you. And then we always have these similarities to, in my opinion, to the extraterrestrials that we see in our life that we could say like, hey, you know, if we look, look deep into our past, what if we are a creation of, you know, that that life we're looking for right now? You know, like what if we are yeah. this little, you know, nest egg or this Petri dish of experiment? Well, and- I, I, think that, I think that some people definitely try to put that God complex on on aliens, I guess, as, as far as their, what they expect aliens to be. You, you know what I mean? You're right. But 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 I think uh, there that's is... going too far off the deep end here. I apologize. Oh, no, <laughs> hey, I'm all about the deep <laughs> hey, end, dude. man. It's fun to talk hey, about dude. stuff. Hey, you know what? I can see the rabbit hole right in front of me. I'm gonna take a fucking deep dive into it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, dude? I'm ready. Let's fucking do this shit. I, I I'm I'm gonna squeeze through that hole. I already have the fucking KY jelly wrapped That's around my shoulders said. and stuff. Yeah. Hey, I got a little bit of extra butter too because I'm a little overweight. So you I know, use I hand sanitizer. It. Hey, it's, if, if it's necessary, dude, I, you know, I don't, dude, let's do Ow. this shit. Ow. I, I'm ready and willing. You know I mean? <laughs> That's all I'm saying, you know. Agent ETA, not, ready to go doll. deep hey. on an estimated time of arrival. <laughs> oh good lord i hope i don't uh regret saying that edit. i already you do. probably but will no no you probably no, will. no you don't no, no fuck that don't edit that shit i keep that shit in baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right where were we um so that that was one of the skeptical explanations just to you know joe that's that's a nice segue <laughs> good segue right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell that comes from. I honestly, I've never, I've seen asteroids move. Oh, no. I've seen asteroids hey, no. fall into Earth's at, like atmosphere, and I've also heard that it crumble apart, and, but I've never no, seen every it time, veer Every off. time I see a comet or like an asteroid, I always think, oh, after the fact, of course, oh, Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jupiter, you kooky little planet, you little devious thing you are. Oh, you got me again, didn't you? Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Yeah. You son of a bitch, you. <laughs> or Saturn. Sometimes Saturn can be a little mischievous little son of a bitch, too. We yeah. got to work you up know. to an episode dedicated to Philip J. Ass. I meant class. Like, honestly, like. He, he's come up with some serious, <laughs> some serious curveballs when it comes to, you know, paying off witnesses and, uh, you know, making up these theories that, you know, pilots, these trade pilots that have, you know, dedicated their lives to being a badass fucking pilot, somehow squeezing their giant balls of steel into that cockpit. Now they're just, they're following, they're tired, they're loopy, they're following yeah. Jupiter, they're following celestial... Yeah. Bodies. There's a bit of a uh-huh. there's a bit of tomfoolery, malarkey, and shenanigans. Did I miss that so, whole train, that gravy train of just shitting on that dude? I think I did, but no, <laughs> yeah, we, we actually oh, haven't no, done. Dude. I don't talk a whole lot about the skeptics, other than once you know, I like to I like to address them. But if I ever find I like sh- a skeptical I, explanation I like that holds shit water right on them, yeah. <laughs> if I ever find one that holds water, I will definitely discuss it. But they never do. They never make any sense at all. Like it's it's really hard to find a good skeptical explanation. They're usually no. Some sometimes sometimes 
the base level of what they're arguing is, is very rational, very rational. It's, it, and it's very much so based on rational thought process. But, but then when you, when you move past that, that, that first wall, I guess you could say, there's not a whole lot that, that really stands up towards criticism, I guess, in, in, from my perspective, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Well, because yeah. like for this case, for example, one of the skeptical explanations I was reading about on this case, the, the skeptic just straight up says, okay, if we ignore, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, if we ignore everything but the, this stuff. So basically he's just discarding most of the information and just picking what he wants to you know use for his own mm-hmm. debunking attempt. But the, fruit. the interesting yeah. thing is, is that they actually admitted it when I was reading it. They just said, okay, we're going to just discard most of this stuff and just use the bits that I want, essentially. is It was crazy. Like, I, I've never seen them just preface their explanation by saying, we're just going to cheat, lie, and steal here. They usually kind of do it sleight of hand, try to get you to not notice it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. But yeah, no, I I agree. And if we do an episode on Philip Class, we're also going to have to talk about his his good old buddy pal, uh, Mr. Menzel there. But that's another topic for another time. Oh, all right. That gets oh, real interesting real so... quick. <laughs> I got heated all of a sudden. <laughs> now I'm all pissed. Wait, no. Is, this, is that the is that the, the Himmler uh, or is that the Hitler of the... What? No. I'm saying of, of the, 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 the not these... The anti-UFO party. I'm trying to make them sound like fascists, but I, I think that's a dead joke right there. So I'll no, stop no, it's like, yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's something else, something else. But yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get to that maybe at a different time. <laughs> um, but yeah, were, did you have any other uh, skeptical explanations besides Jupiter? Maybe a mirage of the planet Ca- or the star Canopus or something weird like that. Um, uh, I didn't. Flash Gordon usually came into play. No, I'm, I'm okay, kidding. Yeah. No. I would say no. Oh. The, the star, the star cannabis, I really don't see as a very good explanation because I, I know I, you know, people have you know claimed that cannabis is like a hallucinogen of some sort. Some some people claim I don't know if you've ever experienced cannabis or not, but like, no, dude. Did he? Is that is that what, what he used? Is he, I mean, is that what he said that this was a like everybody was no, just high? <laughs> no, it was, it was a play. It was a play on words. Yeah, the star <laughs> cannabis. So remember, um, last oh, one, well, last head. one I'm or retarded. the one before it, uh, whatever. One of our last ones, one of the explanations was the star, a mirage of the star Canopus, right? Uh, that was that was the Lonnie Zamora sighting. Remember, where yeah. he's oh, seeing yeah, all yeah. these yeah. all these blue and orange flames and all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy stuff, crafts and insignias, and he's like, no, it's just a mirage or dust devils. That's or right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's pretty much all I had for this case. Did you guys have anything else? I, I kind of wanted to just tap back on, like, did you guys, I mean, uh, two things. When it comes back to the debunking, uh-huh. uh, he also mentioned that the radars were set to manual track mode or whatever the hell that, like, it was just user error in the end. Yeah. Oh, right, and, right. Well, there's, yeah. Well, there, there's one, all right, so the, there's one other big thing that I really wanted to talk about, actually, as far as debunking goes, is that the, 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 the first F4 Phantom that was sent out, Supposedly, um, it had a long track record of uh, malfunctions, uh, you know. But the pilot, the pilot that was uh, that was uh, flying this uh, aircraft, was familiar with the, with uh, the malfunctions and, and very familiar with like uh, the way it went down. I guess you could say. And he said that um, the way 
that things malfunctioned uh, during, you know, this experience. What did not, like, you know, um, line up with uh, the previous type of malfunctions that he had had with this particular aircraft beforehand? And, and there was a track record, but it didn't line up with what had happened that day, you know what I mean, that morning. Two want to call separate it. aircraft experienced the same issue. That's all That's all I need to hear is not three. Not the same. No, uh, they, similar, they both experienced. Similar, if anything. I mean, no, no, yeah, I'm no, saying no, like they, the, they both experienced problems, but not, not the same issues exactly. Not not going into the, the event. I'm talking more like, so the first F4 experienced its problems. The pilot is already familiar with its long history of problems, but this tonight is different from the what he's used to. Same with the other plane. The debunks, I think, uh, I didn't look into them that much this time. Um, sometimes I do just to try to get all the amusing ones, but uh, yeah, Jupiter is the major one, and uh, you're not going to get incompetent pilots, so that's that one's pretty much nonsense. But yeah, so I think that um, this is a really credible case. And I think they saw something weird and a lot of civilians saw something weird. What it was, who knows? But I think there's, all, well, obviously we didn't have anything at the time and probably still don't that could perform like this thing did. So obviously that leaves the idea that it could be extraterrestrial, but we don't know for sure. So we just have to, you know, leave it as an open question, I suppose. Are we coming up to a point where we're going to get, ah, fuck, never mind. It just, I, I, that we're, there's only so long that they can hold information from us until it has to become public. Uh, well, nah. well, maybe for the United States government, but not for... <laughs> I'm an idiot. Never mind. No, well, here's the thing, though. Even if they say we're going to release stuff, they can they have plenty of time redact to lose it, it to redact yeah. it, to change it. Like I mentioned the Black Vault earlier, you can go on there and look at documents where there's pages and pages and pages where literally everything is redacted, you know? And that you're like, yeah. come on, guys. I'm sure there's a few thes and ises in there that you could leave unredacted, right? All of it, <laughs> come on. But they're just doing that to be stinkers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. No, the, no it's, it's funny. Some of, the, some of the stuff that is released, quote unquote. Yeah. And then the redactions are literally the entire conversation. The juice. Like, right. No, literally the whole entire page of whatever has been scanned. Because a lot of times what you're looking at is like, it appears to be a scanned document, you know? And um, literally every damn word on that document is blacked out. Literally every word. Besides maybe the document number. Like you might be, or I'm looking at document number, you know, 00075, let's just say, right? Right. But you have no idea what that means because not a single word on that freaking page is actually legible to you. You know, I mean, it, it's all blacked out, literally all of it. But somehow at the same time, it has been released to the public. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we know for a fact that <laughs> they've leak. destroyed documents in the past, like for Project MK Ultra, which would be a good case, by the way. But Project yes. MK Ultra, oh, they destroyed the almost one, one of the best cases. Yeah. They destroyed almost all the documents for that. The only reason we have anything is because they misfiled. They put some documents in the wrong place and somebody accidentally found them or something like that. But they destroyed all those documents when they weren't supposed to. So, Which, by the way, by yeah. the way, I think that we have to do a damn case about MKUltra. Oh, yeah. Oh, or yeah. Majestic it's 12. A summary. I'll give you a summary of Project MKUltra. The, the short, short, short version is... 
decades of shenanigans and tomfoolery. That's the short version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, the, at the, well, and that's just, that is just on the surface level. Really? Yeah. Well, the reason I say decades you know? is because it went on for a really long time and the stuff they were trying to do, I'm 100% sure they rolled it into newer projects and they just called it something else and we don't know yeah. what it is anymore. Well, we've gone like really far afield. I think it's about time to wrap this one up. Thanks for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to tune in next time for a topic we have not yet decided upon.